This week, I want to talk to you about protecting your confidence as a leader. This is a topic that's dear to my heart, and I can't wait to dive in. We're going to talk about five specific challenges that come up that could shake your confidence or make you doubt yourself. And I'm also going to talk about the remedy, kind of what to do in order to build and protect your confidence. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Track Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I just got back from a short trip to Florida, Fort Lauderdale specifically, And it was lovely. I just love the beach, the gorgeous water, jumping in the waves, laying at the beach, reading, uh, daydreaming, watching the palm tree swaying in the wind, enjoying delicious food. All this feels amazing. And sometimes I realize that because I love working so much, and specifically the work that I do, I'm really passionate about. And sometimes I forget how good it feels to just disconnect and how much energy this gives me back to then feel really rejuvenated and inspired to dive into the next few months. So I do hope that you are enjoying some time off too here or there, maybe a spring break or a long weekend and get to go away and do whatever makes your heart sing and relax to then come back to your workplace with a calm mind and some fresh perspectives. Today, I don't want to talk about Florida or vacations. I want to talk about protecting your confidence as a leader. Specifically, I want to share with you five challenges that I see come up quite frequently that can reduce or impact a leader's confidence. And I'll talk about these five things. And then also, as I said in the introduction, I want to talk about a remedy or what to do in order to protect your confidence. So let's dive in into those five challenges. The first one specifically applies to new managers or managers or leaders who have leveled up, have gotten a promotion, for example, or taken on a bigger responsibility. And when we're in that state of intense growth or accelerated growth, it is natural that we will make more mistakes or things that we, in retrospect, after the fact, will wish we've done differently, right? In the moment, they never show up as mistakes. We never actually make a mistake, but then we categorize something as a mistake after the fact. And that happens in moments of accelerated growth more often than when we're just sort of going with the flow and gradually or incrementally growing. So in that accelerated growth phase, stuff may break. We're getting challenged. We're exposed to new situations. And an analogy here to think about this is 
If you ever lifted weights and you want to build muscles or you exercise and then your muscles sore afterwards, right? That is because you actually damage the tissue in your muscle. Whatever sport you do, I'm sure you've experienced muscle soreness, right? And so we've trained the muscles to extend that actually caused muscle tissue to tear. But these little tiny tears are also what makes the muscle stronger. So when we want to grow muscle, we train them to failure and we train them so hard that they tear a tiny, tiny bit. And then when they heal, they become stronger afterwards. So if you're in an accelerated growth phase, you will naturally find yourself in uncomfortable situations. You might be tearing here or there. You might notice that you have to, you're really feeling challenged in something or you feel doubtful and you're not sure how to do this or you make mistakes or you say the wrong thing or you don't say something when you should be speaking up. Those are all totally natural occurrences and happen quite often when you're in an accelerated growth phase. Now, during this time, when you notice you're making these mistakes or when you're particularly challenged, it's very important that you see this as a part of the natural evolution to the next level, right? It has nothing to do with you not being good enough. It's not that you're not ready. It's not that you're doing it wrong. It's simply that you're in the midst of an accelerated growth phase. And so muscle tissue will tear and that's normal. So the way that you interpret those challenges, the discomfort, the awkwardness at times, or the regrets or ruminating over something, that all is a natural process. Don't make it mean anything about you personally as of it being wrong or you're doing it wrong or you're not good enough. So the way you interpret those challenges is critical in order to protect your confidence. The second challenge or situation that could diminish your confidence and you want to pay attention to is that when you're moving up, so again, when you're moving into a new sphere, into a new level, you will naturally be exposed to new people. So let's assume you are an individual contributor, an IC, and you're then comparing yourself to other ICs. You might be really good and you think, I got this. I've been doing this job for a while. I know exactly where to find all the information. I'm good at problem solving. I have great performance reviews. I'm nailing this thing. Then you're moving into your first leadership role, for example, or you're moving up a level, you might be promoted to director level or promoted into a VP level. And now you start comparing yourself to a new set of peers. And at that new level, you will not be the best anymore. Naturally, someone who's been leading for five years knows a lot more than you leading for five days or even five months. So remembering that just because you have the same title or maybe even the same set of responsibilities, doesn't mean that you're yet at the same level. And if you think and you start comparing yourself with those who have a lot more experience and you think you should already be there, it can really diminish your confidence and make you doubt yourself more. So keep that in mind. It's very similar to, for example, having an amazing high school basketball player who then moves up and now plays at a college level. And of course, his team at the college 
composes all these great, amazing basketball players from high school. Now, at their high schools, they were local superstars, but at the college level, and only the best of the high schools would be able to play at that level. Now, they may realize, whoa, I'm no longer the best. But that's normal. That's because you're playing at a different level. So again, the way you interpret this will be critical because one way to interpret it is, oh my gosh, I suck. I'm not good at this. And that will diminish your confidence. The other way to interpret this is, wow, exciting. I'm being challenged in a new way and I'm being exposed to all these other great basketball players or great leaders and there's so much more for me to learn. And it's normal that I'm not as good as I used to be because that's just part of the process. That was number two. Number three is that setbacks do not create identities. What I mean by that is when you fail at something or you receive feedback that you're not a good presenter or that you are harsh or intimidating or that you're shy or that you're too introverted or that you failed at this particular project, or that you can't motivate and get people on board. Either we get feedback from other people, or we make this up in our head. Because we've experienced a setback or a disappointment, that is a red flag, because a setback does not create an identity. Setbacks are temporary. So what? So you led a project and the project failed. Now, that was an experience that doesn't mean you are a bad project manager. Well, you hired someone, it was your first hire, and that was a complete failure. It was a misfit. The person did not meet your expectations or was not able to perform or didn't like it at the job and you had to terminate them or they left. Does not mean you are a bad leader and it does not mean that you can't hire well. It's just a setback. It's time bound. It's not an identity. So be really careful when you start assigning those negative or limiting labels on yourself because those things over time will diminish your confidence. In order to protect your confidence, look at these past negative experiences and see them as learning opportunities, see them as time-bound setbacks that do not define your future. That was number three. Number four, this is a really good one. And I actually personally think about this a lot. Just because you haven't done something doesn't mean you can't do it in the future. I hear this so often and I experience this myself too, where sometimes I think, oh wait, but I've never done this. And the moment that I hear those words in my head as thoughts, I recognize, whoa, red flag. Just because we haven't done it in the past doesn't mean we can't do it. Anything that we do for the first time we've never done before, but that's the only way to grow, right? We have to do new things. We have to do things we've never done before. And anyone who achieved anything great has done things no one else or not a whole lot of people have ever done before. So when you're thinking about growing and you are wanting to come from a really confident place and a place of self-confidence too, where you trust yourself that you can figure it out, remember that whatever you've done in the past does not dictate what you can do in the future. Quite the opposite. So you look at a new challenge and something that you've never done before, take it on as an amazing learning opportunity instead of worrying that you're not able to do it because you've never done it in the past. Just trust yourself 
This is the self-confidence part. Trust yourself that you will figure it out and you will just try your best. And if you fail, you try again. And if you don't quite do it right, it's just part of the learning process. So that was number four. And then last but not least, stop looking for external validation and start looking inwards to decide what does success look for you? And then you measure yourself based on that goal. And whatever goal you set, it has to be something that you're in control of. So for example, if I was a sales manager, I could say, I'm going to be a great sales leader if we close four new deals this quarter. Well, the problem with that is that closing four deals is something that is not fully within your control. So now you're putting your success on something that is not fully within your control. And so, for example, if you have a deal lined up, everything looks great and you're about to meet your goal of closing these deals within the quarter. But at the last minute, your counterparty at the prospects organization gets COVID and is out for two weeks. Well, now you didn't close that deal within the quarter. No, it'll move into the next quarter. And so what? You did not meet your goal of closing four deals. That could diminish because you've put so much effort and focus on achieving this goal and deciding that that's what's going to determine if you see yourself as a successful sales leader, that will diminish your own confidence. So don't set goals for yourself and then decide that that's going to make you either be a good leader or a bad leader if those goals are not within your control. In order to protect your confidence, you have to set goals that are fully within your control. You could say, for example, I will reach out to so many prospects each day or each week I will support and coach my team in preparing for sales calls. I will show up and be well prepared and do the best I can in meetings, presentations, or demos. I will go the extra mile to serve that prospect, answer their questions, anticipate their needs, understand what they want and objections that they may have. All these things are completely within your control. And then you can say, when I do so, and when I support my team and I show up for the one-on-ones and I give them feedback and I coach them through difficult situations with their prospects, and when I look back at the quarter, at the end of the quarter, and I look back at the last three months, then that's going to be the thing that's going to inform your opinion of whether or not you think you did a great job as a sales leader. Not whether or not the deal closed, because that is only partially within your control. So the big theme here in that last one is to stop looking for the external validation or goal and instead build your confidence based on what's actually within your control. Otherwise, you're constantly being reactive to stuff outside of your control with other people. But don't let other people dictate your confidence level and how you see yourself as a leader. That should be within your reins, something that you build and you protect. So let me quickly recap the five challenges that if they are not handled well can erode confidence, but if handled well, will help you build and protect your confidence as a leader. The first one was the fact that learning any new skill and leveling up will naturally create friction, will create challenges and tension. So don't make that mean that you are not good enough. 
The second one is that when you move up to higher levels, you will compare yourself to a new level of people. If you're no longer the best, it doesn't mean you're not good enough. It just means you reached a new level and others may have a lot more experience than you. The third one is that setbacks are time-bound and do not define your identity. So watch out for those labels you put on yourself. The fourth one is that if you haven't done it in the past, doesn't mean you can't do it in the future. Your past has very little to do with your future capabilities. And the last one is to stop looking for external goals that then will determine how confident you feel yourself if those external things are not within your control. Focus on the things within your control. So those are the five challenges that I often see. They come up and they're sometimes really, really sneaky, but they can erode confidence or if handled well, like I said, can really help you build and protect your confidence. And in my opinion, protecting your confidence is crucial as a leader because when confidence erodes, it's a really slippery slope to get down into sort of this downward spiral where we start doubting ourselves more because we doubt ourselves more. We actually make more mistakes or we don't show up fully and we don't speak up or or stand up and we don't we're not driven or assertive or clear on expectations and you can probably tell when you do all these things you will likely not succeed and therefore when you don't succeed down the road it will again negatively impact your confidence which then again doesn't make you stand up and show up and act like a confident leader so protecting your confidence is hugely important Now, here's the thing though, having strong confidence and self-confidence doesn't mean that you don't have worries or negative emotional doubt. Self-doubt and worries and other negative emotions are completely normal. So even people who come across as very confident and would say, I actually feel really confident about myself, they still doubt, they still worry. That is okay. The determining factors, however, are how well you detect the negative emotions and the self-doubt and how easily and quickly you can stop it and manage it and show up confidently regardless of the self-doubt that may have preceded the action. So one, how well you detect it and two, how easily and quickly you can manage it. And those two things are the remedy to all these challenges that we talked about earlier. So when you notice, oh my gosh, I'm making this mistake mean that I can't do it or that I'm not good enough as a leader. You detected it. So that was step number one. And now are you able to quickly reframe and get out of that negative self-doubt loop and instead remember well, just because I made a mistake in the past, that doesn't mean that I can't do it in the future or that I can't learn it. Instead, I actually now know a lot more than I did a month ago or a week ago. So I'm actually better prepared to do it again and maybe even better prepared for, than someone who's never failed at this before because of the knowledge and the experience that I have. So how quickly are you able to detect it and how quickly are you able to manage it? And all of this is what we call doing the thought work, observing your thoughts and then shaping your thinking and your mental health and mental hygiene, which is like we could shape our physical body. The same is true for our mental state. Some people are born confidently. Some people have developed great confidence through the way that they were raised. 
But then as adults, it's kind of in our hands and we can develop and protect our confidence by observing and managing our thoughts. That's where it all starts. And in fact, next week's podcast episode, we'll talk about thought work and how your thinking determines your results as a leader even more. So I'm going to stop here and I encourage you to think about your own confidence. What are the things that may diminish your confidence? What are some of the things that build your confidence? And then make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you get notified when next week's episode goes live. And I'll share a lot more about how your thoughts impact your results. And this is not woo-woo kind of stuff. This is neuroscience. This is psychology. This is all the things we know about behaviors, behavioral change. What we know, what successful people, successful leaders do differently It all starts with their thinking. So don't skip that part. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Take care and have an amazing week ahead. Bye for now. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.